Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. To the strange and mysterious world of the inhuman experience, a podcast that discusses the paranormal and explores the unexplained. My name is Bobby Anthem, and with me, as always, he will be your trip sitter, my fellow inhuman, Bobby Blades. What's happening, man? Hey, not too much. What's going on there? Enjoying the day, enjoying the topic, and um feel like we're going to be enjoying it a whole lot more because we are uh, I, I think this might be a fun one it's going to be a uh it's going to be an educational one for for myself i don't know yeah. about you so we've got a we've got a couple passengers on this little trip with us we've got uh tyler fudge from the federation and suplex city limits what's yep, going on bitch run bitch seat here on this trip <laughs> <laughs> can't wait yeah cool. and uh we've got johnny florida of the Wrestling's National Committee. What's going on? Uh, well, I was doing pretty good until Bobby had to say it might be a fun one, so thanks for the low standards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we, happy we to have both of you guys. We, weren't, uh, we didn't mean that as a reflection on you. We were actually talking about how much we would shit on the show, so, you know, just saying. <laughs> okay. All right, so... So the perspective that we're taking, well, we haven't we haven't exactly explained what we're talking about, but since uh, since Blades will be your trip sitter, uh, we're, we're going to experiment with some things today, so to speak. We're going to be taking a little ayahuasca, and you know, you know we're going to do a couple of shrooms, maybe get into some mescaline, yeah. and freak out a little bit. Yeah. See where that takes us, and uh, and you know, we with the guests that we have with us today, Tyler and. And our boy Johnny, you know, they can they can share their own uh, unique perspectives on uh, on these topics. So we're looking forward to that. 
So uh, where did you want to start off with? Dude, I typed in psilocybin mushrooms. The first thing it says, you want psilocybin mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, the first, the first on my computer was Amazon Prime. Psilocybin, Amazon Prime. Oh, shit. Oh, wow, I can get a trail truffle variety pack. <laughs> you, you, you could buy shroom, grow your own shrooms, Amazon Prime. Yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm not going to know too much of what I'm talking about because like, all I've ever done was drink beer and smoke weed. Uh, so I never got into like LSD or mushrooms or anything like that. That's fine. We don't we don't need to talk all about personal experience because the only experience that I have <clears throat> with any of these things is that I have friends who have tried just about yeah. just about all of the things that we're going to be. Talking. I've, I've been around uh, people who were on acid, who were on mushrooms, who were uh, tripping on mescaline and shit and uh, morning glories, <laughs> but. Like, as for personal experiences, no, I, I've got none. The only thing that I can say is uh, um, people tripping on mescaline, man. You can really fuck with them. Like, I had my friend sitting there staring at me. He thought there was a ball in my hand. So I was, like, pretending I had a ball, just throwing it up and catching it, throwing it up and catching it. And then I chucked it into the street, and he went out and chased it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, like, the only thing, like, the closest personal experience I've had. Wait, what is what is mescaline used for? Uh, mescaline, seizures? it's in. No, that's not for seizures. It's, no, it's not. Yeah, active, it's not a medication. One it's of the, the active ingredients in peyote. Yeah, yeah, it's the it, yeah, it's the. I think it's the main active uh, chemical component of peyote. Oh, oh, oh! I know what I'm getting mixed up in. What I'm thinking of is a drug that's mycelium. Oh, mycelium, I've never heard my, of that. Oh, okay, mycelium. M M Y S O L I N E. Oh yeah, that's a muscular thing, I believe. Yeah. yeah. While Johnny's looking up uh, psilocybin, I will repeat some peyote historical facts. Like for thousands of years, peyote was treated as a gift from God. <clears throat> it was also called flesh of God. It's been used for at least five thousand years. It creates uh, states of deep introspection and insight, and it's also used medicinally. In the mid-1500s, the use of entheogens were driven underground. Forbidden by the Europeans and Catholic priests began to punish the use of entheogens. From the late 1500s to the mid-1700s, Spaniards tried to eradicate the use of psychedelics. Peyote use is actively denounced by the Catholic Church as an act of witchcraft and superstition. Peyote use was equal to cannibalism in some Catholic texts. See, that's, yeah, that's okay. the wild stuff about everything back in the day. Yeah, everything was, <laughs> yeah and you know. uh, peyote, I think is, um, I think it's one of the only, one of the only substances that we're going to be talking about that's native to what is it, the uh, southwestern? Yeah, like uh, Mexico in, uh, yeah, yeah, New Mexico, Mexico, southwest area. So now, like this cactus, what is it? Just like the juices from it, or? Uh, I believe it's the. The flowering part, or the top yeah. of the cactus that turns into a ball, and the, it's uh, that part is taken out, and like some some things are done to it. I'm not quite sure. There are ways that they can kind of brew it and and to sort of like a tea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've always um, heard of yeah pe peyote tea. Yeah, and then they're also they can also like they'll they'll cut off a, a piece of the cactus and the and basically the the parts that flower off they'll, they'll cut those and and, and uh they'll make the uh buttons with them 
and yeah yeah so it's been it's been done like that for like Blade said thousands of years actually i guess and um you know as much as you try to outlaw natural things like that um you're gonna have you're gonna have people that that fight for the rights and fight for the uh the tradition of it and it was used for, um, and still is used for some religious purposes. Yeah, they, that uh, Native American church there, um, I believe it's in New Mexico. They just, not just, but uh, in the in the 20th century, they got their rights to use peyote once again in their religious practices because it became part of their religion. Is yeah. is peyote legal in the states? Oh, it, it's not. It's not. It's it's. it's yeah, because it's it's technically legal in Canada. Is it? Yeah, it's oh, exempted. It, it became <laughs> no. It became exempt from uh, from the. It's technically a like mescaline is a controlled substance, <laughs> right? Uh, it's it's under the act, but the peyote itself was exempt in 1961 or something when they. I don't For know now? anywhere. I don't know. Like I've never known where you can get it. I don't. Never heard of it. Never. Never seen anybody with peyote here in Canada, but that's... Yeah, I think it, it can be synthesized, so they probably wouldn't have peyote. they just have, like, the synthetic uh, mescaline, mescaline in itself right. without all the other alkaloids in it. Fair enough. Yeah, that could be very much true, actually. I don't know. I've never been one for anything synthetic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any, I don't know. I don't well, know if anybody here is, but... I <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I don't fuck with anything... You know, I just, uh, I take my little, I don't even smoke cannabis. I just, uh, I rub it on my skin and like I have the lotions, <laughs> yeah. I have the lotions and the sublingual uses and that's it. You know, I use it medicinally. Yeah. Lotions, you say, go on. Yeah. It's a <laughs> cannabis lotion. Rub it on, on my feet whenever I'm feeling good. Or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's why I don't know too much about, um, like the harder psychedelics, I guess you could say, because I've never done LSD or any of that other stuff. So peyote, I, I know that the the effects. I, I can't remember. I, I did the research. If somebody can look up to see how how quickly it, it takes effect, but um, I believe the effects of peyote actually last for probably most of a waking day. I think ten to twelve hours. Ten to twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip. Oh, I don't know if I'd be able to skid, sit myself down for something. Like that. <laughs> you know, like, I'm gonna trip for 12 hours. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if if it helps, I was able to pull up a famous court case um, that was fought: the Native American Church in New York versus the United States in 1979. This one was in the Supreme Court. <clears throat> Um, a guy petitioned the DEA to allow peyote to be used for religious ceremonies, which was denied. So he sued, went all the way up. It was claimed it went against their First Amendment right to freedom of religion and blah, blah, blah. Uh, DEA argued that the Native American church had not been exempted in the legislation, therefore not allowed to use it. In this case, the Supreme Court decided in favor of the church, announcing that it would, too, be protected under the Controlled Substance Act. Uh, there's a couple other acts like Department of Human Resources of Oregon versus Smith in 1990 and a few other ones. But basically it does show that it's been approved for the religious purposes. When does that become a slippery slope? 
Like I, I could I could make my own religion and say, hey, cocaine is a part of it, man. <laughs> well, now they've got the now they've got the first church of cannabis uh, somewhere, and so it's actually used in religious practices too. Yeah, there, I'm just there, waiting for the church's flying spaghetti monster to be approved for some kind of drugs before I convert. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, there was there was something in Canada about that too, where this guy he was trying to fight how turbans were in, and I have I don't care. I don't care what you wear in your photo IDs. It doesn't bother me. But he made a spaghetti religion where he wore a spaghetti pot on his head. And that's what his ID is. And he fought so he can wear a spaghetti pot on his head. <laughs> yeah. I've heard about that one. Yeah. We had a case up in Massachusetts of a guy. I bet you saw about this one, Bob's. Is um, The guy fought to be allowed because religious attire was allowed for headwear. So he had fought and claimed that his Marine Corps hat, because he was a veteran, was he was very religiously a Marine, and he fought and got it deemed uh, approved. So his uh, official ID shows that. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yeah, I found out uh, the onset is 60 to 120 minutes. The duration is four to eight hours, and the after effects are six to eight hours. What are the after effects? Uh, let's see, after effects. Oh, shit, it doesn't say the after effects. Apparently, the after effects are part of the initial effects which are feelings of insight, brightening of colors, mood lift, closed and open-eyed visuals, giggling, increase in energy and happy feelings, change in consciousness, loss of appetite, unusual thoughts and speech, mild to extreme distractibility, changes in time and reality, changes in self-control, ego softening, pupil dilation, body tremors, nausea, chest and neck pain, shortness of breath. That doesn't sound too pleasant, actually. <laughs> no, that sounds like a bad time. <laughs> really, like, I don't know. I need somebody. Like, I wish there was like this VR app. You know what I mean? Like, just strap this on. It's like, hey, you, you're thinking about doing peyote? How about you just watch this video and <laughs> yeah, think right? of that well, just as your consciousness and feeling like it's real? Yeah. Well, they actually have interactive experiences on YouTube for like LSD and shit like that, where you can. Uh, basically take a trip without taking a trip. They show you everything that you basically see and feel, except, you know, you got to put your own personality into into the driver's seat there. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could uh, sub, submiss myself, just go that deep into it and, and apply something. To, I, I'm too easily distracted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how many people have had those negative effects of peyote, but there, there's kind of a reason why uh, it's used for spiritual purposes, and there's a whole ceremony and a whole ritual behind it. It's not just something that I don't think anybody would recommend that you just, if you feel like getting fucked up, you're just going to go do some peyote. I, I really, I, I think it, it's one of the things that, that goes a little bit deeper than that. Also, um, I'm not sure how many, I don't, I don't, I think most of the things that we're going to be talking about today, um, there haven't been any reported cases of, uh, of any serious physical damage uh, or any overdose or anything like that. Not from the drug itself, but I believe from people's actions while taking the drug. Yeah, absolutely. There, there was like a car accident and somebody... What the hell did they do? They like ran out into the street or some shit because they were they were freaking out. Yeah, that, that, something like that is to be expected, which is why you have to do the if you're going. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I want to be careful with how I say it, but 
if you're going to use these things, you have to be careful, you know, very careful because yeah. that, you know, that, that I would expect something like that. You're going to freak out, especially if it's something that you've never done before. You almost Not need somebody sober. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, and you need somebody who, uh, who will be able to kind of drive oh. your own experience, I'd say, and calm you down and keep you safe. You got to have a, a type of harm reduction in there if you're going to go on this thing and you're, you're a neophyte to it. Because if you don't, you're pretty much putting yourself in danger. Well, and I've heard too a lot with these psycho, uh, psychodelic drugs is like, if you're going into it with something bad on your mind or, you know, afraid or fear, it's usually just amped up while you do it and it just makes oh. your trip worse. And- yeah, because <laughs> it, go, it goes into your subconscious and it brings it forward. Yeah, and that's, that's the main reason why I've never really delved in, into psychedelic drugs because it's, it's always what I'm thinking of before I do it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, you know, like, what if I have a bad trip? And it's like, if I'm thinking about having a bad trip, I'm going to have a bad trip. Right, exactly. That's interesting. That, that's very interesting, actually. But, you know, I mean, one thing to keep in mind is with, with a lot of these psychedelics, and you know, I, I, I understand the irony of me being the one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> me being the one telling you these things, uh, as clean as I am, because I don't, I don't touch anything. But a lot of these psychedelics are, uh, well, it could be argued that they're natural substances, and they don't really do any physical harm, you know? Yeah. I, I, just, I understand, but this, this is the way I always fight that. Snake venom is natural, too, and it can fucking kill you. <laughs> well, yeah. Believe me. Right? I, that. Like, I, I, I make that argument when people try to push certain things on me, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to smoke poison ivy, either. And, uh, those red berries that grow in my backyard, I'm probably not going to put those in my salad. No, so I, I get that, but you know, just from everything that I've seen, these these substances that we're talking about today haven't been reported to do any type of physical harm. Although they can, they have been known to do some psychological damage uh, to people, or some long-lasting psychological damage. Yeah, sometimes if you if you have mental illness or if it's yeah. in your family then it's highly recommended that you stay far away from these things yes absolutely because um, they can bring out psychotic episodes um while you're on the medication psych i mean not medication while you're on the drug psychotic episodes are pretty much a given but if you've already got that then if you're taking it you're just exacerbating the situation because yeah, it will true. bring everything to the forefront so what you're saying is I should not watch porn before taking it because if I take it, then I'm going to end up even thinking grandma is pretty sexy right now. <laughs> no, that's why you're probably going to want to take the uh, watch the porn before you take it. Yeah, like you don't yeah. want to be thinking bad shit before you do it because yeah. setting is everything. I would much rather feel like grandma's looking pretty extra fine over there. <laughs> there you go. The beaver that I seen down the street two yeah. weeks ago is going to morph into this giant slug and eat me. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking about spiders crawling into my mouth and eating me from the inside out. Um, <laughs> you know, that just sounds my, like a whole <laughs> My imagination is insane. And so I know the things that I can think of, and which is why I've always stayed away from that stuff. Because it's like... If it amplifies what you're already thinking, then I definitely know it's no good for me. 
Yeah. Since, we I, seem, since we're talking more generally now about uh, about the effects of pretty much all of these things that we're talking about, what do we have next on our, our list? Uh, uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, I don't I I don't have the page, but Johnny, do you still have that? Hello. So that, yeah. The. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I've got it up right here. I was um, just still reading up on the uh, <clears throat> the other court cases, so. It's always funny when you fun when you see a drug case out of Oregon. You just gotta read it sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry if we if you got any Oregonian listeners. I'm not knocking you guys, but you're one of the first ones when it comes to weed and a couple other things. So it just comes to the territory. <clears throat> so okay, but yeah, his um the only problem I have is I don't know how to pronounce it. Was it psilocybin? Uh, yeah, psilocybin. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I pulled it out. It's been argued that prehistoric rock art near Velar del Humo, Spain, offers evidence it was used in religious rituals as far as 6,000 years ago, and that art at the Tassili Caves in southern Algeria from seven to 9,000 years ago may show the species as well of the mushroom, because it's a psilocybin mushroom for everybody. Um, hallucinogenic species of it have a hi uh, history of use among native peoples, going back from pre-Columbian times, to the present day, mushroom stones and motifs have been found in Guatemala, dating from 200 common era, so 200 after death AD, <clears throat> and going on. For anybody, if you ever hear pre-Columbian times, that includes basically all of Central America. When I went on a trip to Costa Rica, I learned they were considered part of pre-Columbia back then. So, <clears throat> and it goes on. Depict uh, the statuette dating from 200, depicting a mushroom strongly resembling psilocybin mexicana, was found in West Mexican shaft and chamber tombs in the state of Colima. It was known to the Aztecs as basically the divine mushroom, is what they called it, uh, a form of sacred god, <clears throat> and was reportedly served at the coronation of the Aztec ruler Mont Montezuma II in 1502. Aztecs and Mazatecs referred to psilocybin mushrooms as a genius mushroom, divinatory mushroom, and wondrous when translated into English. And apparently ritualistic use by the Aztecs when traveled to Central America after the expedition of Hanan Cortez. So I can go on more, but I don't know if you guys wanted me to keep going. Oh, that's that's great. That's 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 <clears throat> good stuff. It's all interesting and not exactly surprising that um they 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 held it to such a high esteem you know they they basically they were saying that they they took mushrooms and they saw god <laughs> yeah. basically, you know so makes you think they're or something. what is it the higher you are the closer you are to god yeah uh, I, I don't know i, 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 don't know I can guarantee you one thing i've 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 smoked my amount of weed in my day <laughs> Never have I ever felt like I was high in the clouds. It was always just like sunk, scrunched right down into like a can, aluminum can, crushed. <laughs> that's how I feel, man. I don't know if I just take it too far, but that's 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 how I live my life, man. Yeah, it, it's also dependent on the the strain that you smoke too. That's true, yeah, indica sativa, yeah. Yeah, like if you're a sativa guy, you'll probably be more energetic and you'll yeah. Be You'll be like all over the place writing shit out, doing your doing your memoirs and all that shit. If you got a if you got an indica, you'll be laying down playing video games. <clears throat> indica in the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the other interesting thing that California is trying to pass a law for mushrooms to be made legal for medicinal purposes because it has been shown to get people off of opioids as well oh, as yeah. alcoholism. Not yeah. not like full doses of mushrooms, mind you, microdosing mushrooms. Yeah, see, it's that's, also that's, really low in dependency as well, so you're not going to get hooked on it. Oh yeah, none of none of the actually none of the. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. None of the substances that we're talking about um, <laughs> are chemically addictive at all. You know. What what is it that does that? Is it because our body makes that to itself anyways? You know, like those. Because I think it was with DMT. We always have DMT in our body, but like, mm -hmm. is it the same with all these mushrooms? And um, I'm not sure, but I know that I, I once read somewhere. I'm not sure now, but <laughs> anyhow, it said uh, that man has had this relationship with a mushroom for millennia. And uh, they were thinking that this was where we got our concept of God, good and evil, art, uh, music, and everything else from, and even our concept of language. Was that, you know, someone, the first man happened upon mushroom and ate it and then had this, like, dramatic experience and just kind of altered their perception. And, like, that's how, that's how it was, like, taught throughout the generations. I don't know if it's true, but it's a pretty interesting story. <laughs> that, that is interesting. It, it's, uh, I'm not going to discount it. It, it, sounds like, it sounds like myth that, that would be very difficult to, to really trace back and prove, but it is very interesting. Well, it, does, it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about the story of Moses talking to a burning bush. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah, God spoke to me as a burning bush. Sure he was. Look, Moses, we think you've been burning some bush. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's there's a uh, since you mentioned a minute ago, uh, Tyler, I think you mentioned it that, or maybe Blade. Uh, well, it was mentioned that um, that it's used to help people off of uh, chemical dependencies. Um, yeah, that the same can be said for for peyote, actually, which we just spoke about. Yeah, that, well, the same could be said for probably everything that we're going to talk about. For for those introspective experiences, uh, not for people to be taking like trips and to just get high and get their rocks off, but for people to have like deeply personal experiences with themselves. Yeah. Um, it's probably the way that people have grown. Um, and then it became like this uh, this other culture where it was like, oh yeah, man, you're gonna get high, you're gonna trip, and you're gonna do some crazy shit. Uh, it, it became like the frowned upon drug culture. Yeah, yeah. See, and when you look at those those areas where you like go on a personal adventure, I would love to experience that. I would love to, absolutely love to. Yeah, I if I didn't have so much fear, I would probably say that you know I would be willing to. But there's so much stuff that it's like in my personality I know that I am afraid of that I I just know that I couldn't handle it and I would probably have a freak out. I feel the exact same thing. And, and that's why that's why there's so much uh, ritual behind uh, so many of these things. You know, you 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 find experienced people and um, I guess for lack of a better word, organizations that that help you through these things that you don't just dive into it you don't just go to somebody's house and and, and do it you know there's yeah. there's there's a lot behind it they'll they'll walk
they'll prepare you for the whole thing and walk you through it and help you get through it. And for a lot of people, they come out better for it on the other end. So allegedly. <laughs> well, I'm taking a look right now. Like you mentioned, California legalizing it, looking at legalizing it. Uh, apparently, there's a big effort going on right now to get the legalization of uh, spores, as they say it. Uh, basically, which is uh, you know the mushrooms in Colorado as well. So Colorado and California leading the effort once again. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. They're hoping to get. It was a March article, and they're saying that they're fighting to get on the ballot for this year. I don't know if they're going to get on the ballot this year, but if they can get close this year, then they'll be guaranteed for 2010 to get it on. Absolutely. <clears throat> now I tell you, I believe that um, if uh, if these things were not uh, hidden behind uh, all this history that they've had and the fear mongering that's been going on. I think they do have the opportunity to help people as long as people are educated and they don't overdo everything. Like, but America has become like the land of going overboard, go big or go home. And so it just, uh, it's like another one of those things where it can become a slippery slope as when people are not taught and they just start legalizing everything just for the sake of it. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge is power, man. That's that's in every aspect of life. No matter where you go, no matter what you look at, knowledge is power. Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem has been like there's some things here or there that, <clears throat> you know, like one of the big things is in the last hundred years, you know, thanks to like vehicles and other machinery, there's been that's what there's been criminalizations because of risks of there, and it's very true and it's very valid. <clears throat> but there were some things that were just hallmark part of society. Like we had a constitutional amendment in the United States to ban alcohol, and then we had a constitutional amendment not even a decade later to get rid of the previous amendment that banned it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so, I mean, it's the only thing on record in the United States Constitution that's been put on twice, once to legalize and once to criminalize. And, uh, you know, it's like the other stuff, they were not really part of the society. They were part of maybe native tribes and all that. But not in other groups, but not regular society. Alcohol, tobacco, they were. Um, so, <clears throat> because yeah, of the it, fact of risks. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had to hold on to a thought. Oh. No, I was just going to, it was just, I was finishing up. I was just going to say, like, you know, there's some things that, you know, we've had over the years, but it's because of risks and stuff, like with machinery, like with vehicles and other stuff, but that's why things got banished. But it was also underlying things, you know, people, some people think it's stupid or funny, but it's true. Part of the, the one of the biggest efforts to criminalize marijuana originally was the lumber industry because hemp was cheaper. And now one of you guys was even mentioning, you know, peyote has been used for what buttons and all that. Oh, not buttons. The they were called buttons. Oh, like well, part I've, of the plant was that was used. It was called buttons. Does oh, it look, look like it, it? I guess. Okay, then guess who was the one smoking? I guess right now. <laughs> um, I'm the one on another plane here. What? <laughs> but no there is some things that's been utilized for other things here or there and um <clears throat> that's why they've killed the efforts and stuff you know the big farm is always going to be one that gets rid of these drugs because they don't want the natural stuff working oh, so they, they'd be out of business exactly so but you know that's why they just got to get involved i mean fuck marlboro got involved with uh, marijuana it's like oh well it's legalized well marijuana cigarettes marlboro green <laughs> it's not even. It's not even. It's not even a joke. Look it up. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah, I don't. Man. I don't. I don't want filters on my marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> I don't. 
I I think they will sell them like the camels because I you know the in the issues of high times they these uh, cigarettes that come from Colorado pre rolled joints they look just like cigarettes uh, and they don't have filters on them but they have indicas and sativas. Okay, okay. And they come in a box just like cigarettes do. Oh, that's that's pretty neato, I think. Yeah. They they do it in Colorado and California. I know when the, I took a trip down to San Francisco in 2015, I think. And uh, when we stopped in Washington, it was, you know, a couple of years after they legalized it, it was we got the pre-rolls and everything. It was, it was fantastic. I Man, I felt like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> Yeah, it was like my first time in a dispensary. And I was like, oh, yeah, it smells so good in here. Yeah. I just sent the I just sent the pic in the uh, Skype chat. Um, I remember, as I was going to say, it's just like uh, with, the, with the tobacco and the alcohol as well. Um, when it first came out, it was probably used for ritual purposes. People didn't smoke cigarettes all the fucking time, and they didn't drink wine or alcohol all the time either. It was used mostly for celebrations or uh, spiritual practices. And then all of a sudden, it just became like, oh, smoke a cigarette every 15 to 20 minutes and, like, drink beer to get drunk. And it just, uh, you know, that's how the world became. Well, yeah, and, and one of you guys were saying earlier, is it's the, it's the, you guys say American. I, I could say North America because Canada is the exact same. We go big or go home. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I've never been to Canada, but, I mean. It's, it's america life. It's. You yeah, know, it's like, probably a, it's it's the same thing as America. You yeah, guys are, nothing really changes. I mean, you got a bunch of uh, French-speaking people over there in Toronto, or but you guys not, got a bunch of Spanish Toronto. people, right? So yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> so it's the same yeah. thing. We've got we got Puerto Rico and Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, you got California. We got Vancouver. You know, it's close, kind of. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> But yeah, that's true. So you guys do pretty much the same thing. Like, um, I don't know. It was probably part of America before everything split apart. You know, it probably, probably. wasn't America. It was just well, called the Northwest Territories. <laughs> we do have Northwest Territories. Actually, it's the top. <laughs> it's the top of oh, Canada. Okay. There's uh, there's the Northwest Territories, the Calloway, and the Yukon. That's where that's where a lot of the the the, the ice is. Ah, I see. Okay, then, so, yeah, it was probably, you know, before whoever came around and discovered that part and was like, oh, we're going to call this place Canada, you know? It was probably all part of one thing. Oh, yeah, you had the plains and everything. Montana and where I live are very similar, right? So, like, and I would imagine that's because this side of the world was all ran by natives anyways, you know, like the Native Americans. The, 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 I, we don't have a fancy word. It was just, like, Natives, uh, indigenous, yeah, the, the indigenous. Aboriginal people, I guess. Yes. Or, unless, yes. That's for, strictly for Australians. I don't know. We we use Aboriginal. Well, see, I only strictly do wrestling podcasts. All these words are hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Bobby? You got anything to add to that? No, actually, I don't. I think. Uh... I think we should uh, move on to the next item on our list. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Okay, so the next item is your favorite subject, the one you've been waiting for, dimethyltryptamine, DMT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it has not been proven to be in the brain or created as near-death experiences, but that's, um, that's only theory at this point. 
It was discovered by shaman comes from two different plants to create ayahuasca, the copy vine, the vine of the soul, and Psychotria viridis. Ayahuasca is basically orally ingested DMT. Many other plants also contain DMT, and it's used mainly in South America. Yeah, because, uh, because DMT, DMT, if taken orally, has no effect on us at all, uh, unless it's mixed with uh, an MAO inhibitor. So it's, it's very interesting that they figured out that you need an MAO inhibitor in order to activate the DMT. Right, because if you only eat one part that contains the DMT, you're not going to get anything. So you have to have that other part to kind of like with cannabis, the entourage effect. You got to have that CBD as well as THC. And I know I'm going to be going back to cannabis a lot because that's the main thing that I've studied on the most. <laughs> that's the main thing that Tyler is studying on right now. So that, <laughs> yes, that works out. Well, and, and but you know what though, when you when you orally ingest THC and when it breaks down your body, it breaks down to a psychoactive drug. So like when you when you when you eat, you know, let's say a cookie or something, if you eat enough of them, you could hallucinate. Like last night when I ate my uh, gummy bear, they're notoriously hard to really. Uh, produce so like they could say 100 milligrams it could be 120 you don't know so uh but like i ate that and i had like little psychoactive things in the corner of my eyes where i'd see shadows and shit and just like what the fuck <laughs> okay yeah well see you don't get the you don't get the thought hallucinations then you just get the corner of the eye hallucination yeah nothing nothing out of the ordinary just like <clears throat> small low level yeah, well, that's uh, that's usual on high doses of THC if you don't have any CBD to counteract it. Yeah. But to a certain extent, if I guess if you don't use a whole lot of uh, of DMT, it will have that effect, sort of. But if you do enough, it will take you, it will take you to another place, <laughs> which which is what interests the hell out of me. It will carry you to another plane of existence. And I just, I find that incredibly fascinating. Is it DMT, the one that you take it and you start to vomit? Because mm. I know one of them, you drink them in like a soup and you could, you know, you start to vomit and that's part of the purging process. Uh, I thought, I think that was the peyote. When yeah, they, that when might be peyote. Is it peyote? Okay. Yeah. Because okay. it's uh, the people who take it it says that first they experience a stomach discomfort, which can go to vomiting. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but gonna... the uh, DMT. Now I do know that um, DMT acts very, very quickly. Like within a minute or two, DMT will take effect um, after taking it, and the effects actually don't last very long. It just feels um, like. Right? I think maybe about yeah, it, it feels like a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. It well, feels if like you... a lifetime, but it's actually maybe fifteen or twenty minutes for the DMT. However, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Blades. Oh, I just wanted to add to that that if you smoke it, it lasts very quickly. But mm -hmm. if you ingest it via ayahuasca, yeah, um, that can last for hours. And it, yeah, like, yeah, like an entire waking day. And that's a more personal ayahuasca. experience. Yeah. Right. Right. No. I, th the, uh, I think out of all of them we've talked about, this is the one that really speaks to me the most. Just because of the whole quickness of it, you know, it could be done in 15 minutes, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> hold that thought, if you, Tyler. If you smoke, cause, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll go by uh, Terrence McKenna from, uh, he, he smoked it, and the first tote, he said at 0.0, first tote, colors brighten, edges sharpen, distant things gain clarity. There is a sense as though all the air in the room has been sucked out. Uh, at 10 seconds on the second toke, you close your eyes and the colors begin racing together and it forms this mandalic floral, slowly rotating thing, usually yellow-orange, which McKenna called the chrysanthemum. Then you either break through it or you require one more toke. Yeah. At 20 seconds, the third toke, the chrysanthemum parts. There's a sound of a plastic bread wrapper or the crackling of flame and an impression of transition. Then it's as though there were the series of tunnels or chambers you are tumbling down. At 40 seconds, you burst into this place. <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus. Oh, that's man. The, that's the experience that, that really interests me, the, uh, the actual breakthrough. And it, it seems like that might be the, that might be the, act, the part that, uh, that might scare you, Tyler. <laughs> but, um, Very possible. To, to me, like that, because that's, that's what I mean. And everybody... Everybody who has done this describe it pretty much the, the same way. And some have had really good experiences and, and people who were not really prepared for it or didn't go into it in the right state of mind or had kind of maybe a bad or selfish attitude when they got to the place that they went to. They had bad experiences with it. But all of the, uh, all of the experiences have been very, very similar. Uh, getting to the place, the sounds that they heard, the things that they saw were very similar. It li it almost literally takes you to another plane of existence that I I don't know, man. I I feel like it might be a real existence. I don't think it's just something that fucks with your mind. I really think that it takes you somewhere. Well, the whole thing of that is it kind of opens the doors of perception that the mind has become numb to. And again, that's like stimulating the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. And so you're seeing things that have always been there, but it's kind of like you're seeing through the illusion. You're kind of pulling back the curtain and you're looking at things the way they really are instead of the way that you've always perceived them as being. It's like how we can't see 4D. Yeah. 4D is a thing. We just not, we're not able to perceive it. And what if right. this is like some like quadra weird, you know, hyperspace where it's just all kinds of different quadrants and this is how the world really is. We just can't yeah. see it. Yeah, there's even colors on the spectrum that our eyes can't see. Yeah. Right. So perhaps it kind of opens the mind to, you know, saying we're seeing these colors for the first time. It's so maddening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in a way you want to do it, but on the other hand it's like you, if you know your psyche, that you're kind of scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that is, too, I force myself through horror movies all the time. I love yeah. it. My favorite thing in the world, man, is to get a scary story, get in your car in, in, at night, get stoned, and drive through <laughs> the darkest road. And that's my jam, man. Summertime, that's what I love to do. So you like to fuck with yourself, then? I do, I do. So that's the part of me where I would love to try this, because I do try to bring out those aspects in, in, in anxiety and, and fear. I love to get a rush out of it without actually being hurt by it. I think it would be a hell of an experience for you. And like I said, a lot of people who have gone through this say that even though they're, they may be out from 10 to 20 minutes, it feels like a lifetime, an entire lifetime. 
Yeah, there was one woman speaking about it in the video, too, uh, where she said that she had, like, this life-altering experience. Uh, she felt like she had touched the other side. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, I might have seen that. I, I watched a lot of videos on this. <laughs> oh, well, this was on the one you had shown me, the... The, um, the spirit yeah, molecule? Yeah, the spirit molecule. Yeah, that's, that's a good... That's a good thing to watch, Tyler. If you really want to, really want to look into this, um, you know, the, the Spirit Molecule. Uh, you can find it on Netflix. It's a good place to start, and you can find a lot of videos of people's personal experiences on YouTube. Yeah, it's like a hour and twenty minutes, I think. It, it's it's worth it's worth the watch, and you just you have to watch it with an open mind, and you have to. You have to watch it, you know, to, of course, to always with anything that you take in, take it in with a grain of salt, you know, because of course. It, it is pretty it is pretty one sided as far as you know everything that they're talking about. But it's still it introduced me to the whole idea of DMT. I had no idea what it was before I saw the spirit molecule. And then I did a lot more, uh, a lot more research and found a lot more uh, resources and like my my mind is blown, and to be honest, I w I wouldn't be against um, trying it at all. I, no matter how you look at it, whether it really takes you somewhere or if it just opens your eyes, opens your mind to what's already there, it it does show you things. Um, people report seeing other beings, other life forms, and. You know, it, it might sound scary, it might be scary, but it, it, I'm just incredibly interested. And the, the funny thing is, in all their descriptions, it's like this kaleidoscopic world mm -hmm. where you're looking through it and things are constantly shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. So it's like you've got this kaleidoscope over your eyes and everything is just turning. <laughs> yeah. Now, I actually, I actually do have, like, there's a reason why... I was so interested in this when I when I came across that uh, that movie and came across people's description of the things that they saw when they were on DMT. Um, now this is this is my personal experience, and this is me having never done anything. You know, I'm, I'm as clean as they come. Um, this goes back to when I was very very young. I might have been four or five years old, very young. I used to have dreams or what felt like dreams to me. And these dreams felt like they lasted like a lifetime. And I remember, I remember a few times having this dream, but I remember a, a clear, bright blue sky. Um, I remember what looked like clouds, uh, sort of, but maybe thicker, puffier, I don't know, but they seem like clouds. And I remember flying or floating through structures and seeing a floor. Like, I distinctly remember a floor. It was like a, like a mosaic, like mosaic tiles of like a thick clay. And the, the colors were kind of vivid, like almost like a burgundy and a white color, like a mosaic. And it, like, I just remember just staring at it while I was flying past it. This is when I was like four or five years old. I had that dream like all the time. And I kind of forgot about it. You know, it just kind of left my mind because I just grew up just thinking, okay, those were dreams. And I just never really thought much about it. But then when I started watching some of the videos of people's experiences with DMT, 
and a lot of them described the exact same thing that I dreamed about when I was a kid. I'm like, holy shit, there's something to this. Yeah, and I, I it's, it's, by everything you guys say, the kaleidoscope thing really interests me. Because I, as a kid, I was so into kaleidoscope. <laughs> I, oh man, I love them. You know, I've actually, I've never done DMT, and but I have had those kaleidoscopic uh, dreams, I guess you could say. Yeah. Because, I don't know, maybe it's just the way my mind works, but like sometimes when I close my eyes, I do see colors, and I see, it looks like crystals forming and then shifting and breaking apart and then reforming, and it's like, what the fuck, am I on drugs or something? And I know I'm not on drugs, but it feels like it feels like I'm hallucinating, even though I'm not. And uh, I've had a lot of those dreams like that. And I was thinking uh, with you, Bobby, yours sounds like an astral projection, out of body experience type of thing. Yeah, yeah, but where the hell was I? <laughs> you know, where <laughs> yeah, I was I? Know. So I, I got a question uh, for Bobby, where, where you don't do anything. Right. What is is it just like the spiritual aspect of DMP that makes you want to say this is the one I will try? Um, it's you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that I will try it. I'm saying that I I wouldn't be like I'm interested in where it would take me because yeah. if if it's anything like if if it takes me back to what I dreamed about when I was a kid. Then, then I'll know that there's something. And I remember, I remember a, a sense of calm, and I remember a sense of belonging in those dreams. So, if it took, if it could take me back there, with with uh, with an experience uh, trying DMT, then I know that there's something to it. I know that it, I know that it couldn't possibly be a bad thing. And I know that like, it's another one of the things on the list. Just like everything else that we talked about, it doesn't have any negative physical effects um it does have some slight some very minor physical effects but nobody has ever been harmed using dmt like what what like do you, what are the, the physical effects um uh, it's just like somebody, being tired or something or? Well, well, it the dmt some... it says according to a dose response <clears throat> study dmt does slightly elevate blood pressure heart rate you pull Pupil diameter and rectal temperature. Oh, that's that's just fucking wonderful. Um, <laughs> in addition to elevating blood concentrations of beta endorphin, corticotropin, cortisol, and prolactin, uh, growth hormone blood levels rise equally in response to all doses of DMT, and melatonin levels were unaffected. Ah, so it elevates cortisol. That's the stress hormone. No, that, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, you probably should <laughs> freaking well, out. I bet you that stress hormone is what causes, I'm reading here, the machine elves. The, the term machine elves, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. There you go. Okay, well, if you I've know more about the machine elves, you go for it, because I'm just reading this for the first time. So what are these machine elves, Bobby? The, the machine elves, those are some of the, I mentioned earlier that uh, people report seeing different life forms, different beings that, that know that you're there. They recognize you. Um, a lot of people say that it seems like they, they were even expecting you, like they feel like they know you. And a lot of these beings, people have described them very similarly. 
Um, they, they might see all kinds of different life forms, but I think one person described them as machine elves, and a lot of people just latched on to that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That, it it's machine elves. But yeah, what I'm reading here is uh, fractal elves or self-transforming machine elves. Take that as you will, whatever a self-transforming machine elf is. <laughs> so that's interesting because the fractals are like the, the crystals I was speaking of. Yeah, like there the you kaleidoscope go. type thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it says uh, ayahuasca hyperactivates the neocortex, the area of the brain which we use to reason and decide. It also activates the amygdala where early memories are stored, specifically those of traumatic and most significant experiences like losing a loved one. Furthermore, ayahuasca activates insula, which bridges the gap between one's emotional impulses and decision-making. So now, when it says it bridges the gap, is that more of a way where you're, you're more in control of your... Uh, or is it more where you lose inhibition? It hyperactivates the entire brain where emotional memories are stored. It also uncovers long and forgot, unforgotten memories. It enables the conscious part of the new brain to temporarily override the old pattern thus allowing new connections. The old fears may no longer have the same effect because the memories are re-evaluated. <clears throat> and so I guess uh, basically what they're saying is that it rewires your brain in a way. Very interesting. Very interesting. And you can look at it in another way too because there, there could be always, you know, it's rewiring the brain in a good way. But what if, you know, you're going back and you remember something you've forgotten that you've forgotten for a reason? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, I think part of the experience, like, uh, you could take it as a bad trip where you're kind of reliving that experience, but then, uh, once you get through it, it, uh, like the cognitive area of your mind, it's, uh, rewritten, so you're looking at it in a different way, and it doesn't affect you as it did before, and so you can kind of move on with your life. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can look at it another way, too, where you shouldn't have to repress these memories. It's something you should work on, and you take this, and it forces you to work on it. Also, exactly. and, that's, and that's, one of the, uh, that's one of the reasons behind the, the uh, rituals of the ayahuasca, using the ayahuasca, uh, using it responsibly, and, and going to one of the centers and the, the places where they walk you through these things, and they prepare you through these things. Um, you don't just, you know, I mean, yeah, you could, you could get DMT, which has a different effect than ayahuasca, but with the ayahuasca, which is, you know, it's supposed to help you with those things. It's supposed to help you face your repressed memories and it's supposed to help you figure things out about yourself and about your life, you know, and maybe how to repair some of the damage, you know? Yeah, I, I've known, uh, I've seen on YouTube the videos of people who have taken it. They, use, they take it as a very personal and spiritual experience where they can get to know themselves and kind of figure out what they've been doing wrong to, the, wrong to their own uh, psyche. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's kind of the, my takeaway from that. Yeah, I personally, uh, I spoke with a guy... I'm not going to mention his name or anything because, you know, I, I, I should also mention, and I should have mentioned earlier on that um, all of the things that we're talking about here are uh, illegal substances. <laughs> you know, all the on things the that we're talking level, about. On the federal level, yes. Yeah, on the federal <laughs> level, yeah. But um, I spoke to a guy once who said that um, with his experience, and he, he did it the right way. You know, he's not, he, you know, he, he wasn't... Uh, 
irresponsible with it. He did it all the right way. Um, one time on ayahuasca, he actually came up with a name for his daughter. Like he, he went there, he went on the trip just to figure out what he should name his daughter. And the, the beings that he saw gave him the name for his daughter. Um, and on another trip there, he, uh, he asked what he should do with his life because he was in a, he was in a toxic relationship and he was in a job that he was unhappy in. And he went, he went on the trip and basically got answers. They pretty much flat out told him what to do. And he did everything that he was told to do. And well, the last time I spoke to him, he was a very happy person. <laughs> I was very afraid that when you said the last time I spoke to him, I was like, please be a good thing. Please be a good thing. <laughs> please be alive. Yeah. Please be alive. Please don't uh, be last time I spoke to him. He was dead in the ditch. <laughs> oh, he's in a good place. He's in a better place now. That's good. That's, that's good. I yeah, he's over here freaking out. Please be a good thing. Like, last time I talked to him. When, when, when was the last time you talked to him? Oh, Tuesday. He asked me if I like beignets. <laughs> yeah, this this person we, we were talking about, his name is Johnny Florida, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so fucking square that Hank Hill is actually jealous of me. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> exactly. I had something I was going to say, but I just fucking forgot it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, gotta get off that DMT, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Get right. on it. Yeah, give, get on it. It'll give you the answers. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the drawings they were presenting in that video where it, it actually showed like the drawing of the pineal gland and uh, it opening up? I think I've seen a picture of that before, like not not in in the video because I haven't seen that video. I have it on my watch later. Oh, okay. Too, yeah, so that's that's gonna happen here tonight. Yeah, they were showing the drawings and of like how the perception, the person's perception of reality, and then they were talking about like when that when the pineal gland opens up and you're able to see with your whole mind instead of just with your eyes, it uh, broadens your perspective, and you see like things. Uh, it's like another realm, I guess. It's like a world within a world. Mm. It's really freaking weird. And I'm not doing it any justice by describing. I'm probably butchering the shit out of it. Oh, well, and then too, you got to think about it. Nobody, you're in a certain state while you're there. Who knows if you're retaining it all? Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody might have a different experience with it in general. Doesn't mean yeah. the sky no. is going to be red for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and you One could thing. only be taking away a, a, like a, maybe 10% of it. Yeah. Like of your whole experience. Yeah, but one thing that we didn't mention, though, is that uh, with DMT, when you do break through, it's like, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know if it's fair to say that it's like a dream, but, you know, just for lack of a better description, it's like a very, very lucid dream. So you're, you're oh, there, yes, you're not just, you're not just feeling like you're imagining the place that, that you're there, you're actually there. I was about to say, isn't it? I, I can't remember all the stuff that I remember learning, but didn't they say like there's like some kind of chemicals that's going on in your brain when you're sleeping that that's why you dream and get all the crazy things where you could feel like you're actually flying or maybe you're wherever the hell you're dreaming of? Well, that's the theory of how DMT could be in our brain naturally, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I heard also. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not technically proven but they do think that that's what it is that's produced in our brain and that's and why just, our body expels it so quick and we're done in 15 minutes if yeah. it's done a certain way 
And like the same with people having near near death experiences. They're yeah. also saying that those people, their uh, their brains are being flooded with uh, massive amounts of DMT, so they see the white light and the fractals and everything. Yeah, again, you, you could look at it as just like a, a way of dealing with uh, high stress environments. Yeah, yeah. And it could be a, a possible way of letting go because we all know that we're all afraid to die. We have this uh, gigantic fear of death, and so it's uh, kind of it's like floods the system. Gives you a chance to like let go, I guess. Yeah, basically take your mind off of it so you're not fighting so much and you just yeah. go through it. It's like you're forced to just freely float away. Yep. These are just theories, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not presenting anything as fact. Yeah, that's something that we like to make clear on every episode. We we don't we don't want to present any of these things as if we're ex- experts on any of what we're talking about. Um, I say it all the time. We're just some guys who have interest in these things. We are by no means experts on any of this. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a doctor. <laughs> you've, got, you've got your PhD in THC. Yeah, there you go. Dr. Fudgeman. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know about you guys, but I got a BS and BS, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Bobby's, Bobby's so, got a so, B.A. and B.A. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the other Bobby has a B.O. and B.O. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Who's the B.O. and B.O.? Wait. Who's, who's the other Bobby? Well, no. Like, Bobby Blades, Bobby Anthony. Normal. Oh, okay. Podcast. So I've got, I've got a B.B. and Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> you just got some fucking letters. That's all you got. Yeah, I, I've got letters. Yeah. I got a DDS. You're a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say you're a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> you are? I just tried to pick some random letters. He's like, ah, oh, I got a DDS. It's like, uh, so you're yeah. a dentist. <laughs> Fuck. I got a DDS. <laughs> I got to make up some new letters. <laughs> I pulled teeth. <laughs> God damn. No, I'm not a dentist. <laughs> oh. Fair enough, yeah, totally. man, fair enough. Hey man, you can fool. I'm gullible as shit. Not the psychedelic shit he's got to give his patients. <laughs> a little bit of laughing gas for you, a little bit of laughing gas for me. Here we yeah, go. Right? Let's do it. It's like today we're gonna try something different. I'm gonna give you a tab of LSD, and I'm gonna take a tab. <laughs> You're like, okay, now you. Uh, all right, you got your hit. Now do me. <laughs> I, have, I actually have a buddy who. Uh, he happened upon a full page of LSD that was uncut. Oh, and shit. His, just a dealer that he used to go to, uh, just like, hey, I can't sell this stuff. Do you want it? He's like, sure, I'll take one. And so oh, he went shit. He went home all by himself and started cutting up this uh, page of LSD. And his friends came home, and they looked at him, and he was just wired, right? His eyes was all black. Just <laughs> he, he, was, he was gaunt, right? He's like, Ooh, I mean, I shouldn't say his name. <laughs> hey, what are you, you can, doing? You can edit that part out. Yeah, what are you doing? He's like, man, I'm just cutting up these LSD tabs. He's like, why aren't you wearing gloves? He's like, I didn't know I was supposed to wear gloves, right? <laughs> so, he went about three days, man. He was just a oh, wreck. A absolute wreck. I didn't know it could get in your skin. I thought your the natural oils from your skin killed killed the chemicals so it couldn't absorb into your body i think i think it would be different if uh, if you just had that tab 
But oh, when okay. you got your hands on the full page, yeah, so much of it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's got no other choice but to, you know. <laughs> yeah, because the page is basically soaked in the LSD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, see, I, I know nothing about that stuff. And it, and it, you know, like, <clears throat> you really only need a very little bit of it for it yeah. to have an effect, anyway. This page was a hundred tabs. Holy shit! Right, nice. so. I could see why his eyes were all black. Those pupils were <laughs> dilated fully. Yeah, hey, where is it? Why does his eyes got to be black? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> the black-eyed children. Hey, we got to talk about that one day. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Scare me over here? Um, huh? Trying to scare me over here, man? Boy, you're afraid of the black-eyed children? I'd be afraid of any person that came up to me with fully black eyes. <laughs> on LSD or anything. I don't, I don't Oh, no, they, they're not oh. on drugs. They're supposedly uh, from another planet or something. No, no, I mean, I mean, even if it was just LSD, I don't <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I used to be afraid of uh, stuff getting into my skin, and so I would always check that whenever I shook someone's hand, I would check to see if my pupils were dilated later on. <laughs> because I thought that I was going to absorb shit in. Dude, I, I saw my anxiety just turns me into a fucking freak. Yeah, like you might you, you, you might die if you do like DMT or something. <laughs> well, think about it. One way, they used to, one way spies used to kill people sometimes is they would just try to act like a regular person. And then they give them a piece of paper or something, just hand it to them. Like for an autograph or something like that, they were famous or whatever, or like a politician. And what the person didn't know is the paper was coated in like mercury. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember that. Well, they yeah. even got those. It was over in the UK where the guys were killed with the side. The what, what was he? A spy? A Russian spy or something like that? It was a double agent. Okay, I didn't know that was a real thing. I didn't know <laughs> well, he was a Russian spy. Just... Well, yeah, that's when you were a spy and basically turncoat against your own people. So you become a double agent. So it's like he was a Russian spy who ended up then spying on behalf of the British. So that I made him double. Double, double toil and trouble, baby. Yeah. I don't know, though. DMT may be different. I mean, it's not like acid. I heard acid really rips through your brain and like pulls, like pulls all the aspects of your personality that you're trying to repress. And it kind of just presents it to you in the form of... Uh, you know, accept me as I am, there's monsters here and all that other crazy shit. Yeah. Whereas, like, DMT is a more, uh, going into it, it's probably a more spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Like, a ge- like a, what's the word? Uh, geometry. What is ge- Geometrical. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. more geometrical experience. Like, I've, I've seen friends that took, like, cartoon acid, and one guy was getting chased by Mickey Mouse, and it's <laughs> unreal, man. It it completely. I will never try acid. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Never. Uh, I I have no interest in trying like any of those psychedelics because I don't want to go on a trip. Uh, it's like I like being entrenched in my reality as it is. Um, and maybe as I get older and have less fear, hopefully I I might be open to new ideas. But right now at this point, I'm still just trying to get through my own shit. <laughs> I've had a cup of mushroom tea. Never drank it. I had it. Like, I was ready to drink it. I pussied out. <laughs> but, I thought you was going to say you, you took a sip of it. No, I, that's, I've come close many times. Just never, I've never took the next step. One of these days, I probably will. And I'll document it for you guys. Cool. Yeah, I'm interested in knowing how that works <laughs> yeah, out. Let us know your experience. Yeah. 
You gotta be in like a, put yourself in a very calm state. Well, I would never do it all by myself. Make you nervous. I would. I would do it with yes. I have the the friends that I know that I would do it around, and that yeah. like they're, they've done it themselves. I know they wouldn't, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> fuck me while I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, they wouldn't fuck with you. Be like, dude, your eyes are bleeding. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what is that disease? Are your eyes and your ears bleed? What is that called? Uh, I don't know. Shit. Is it stigmata? Anybody is that what they were calling it? Is that the name for oh, it? Oh, stigmata is when your hands bleed and your feet bleed. Oh, yes, the, that's the, the wounds, wounds of Christ. Christ. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, you can just uh, do a 12-hour podcast with Jim. <laughs> just <laughs> being, in, being in a good state of mind there. See, see I, I really think Jim would fuck with me. <laughs> no, because you, so. you want to know God's honest truth? I'd fuck with him. I'm not going to. So... Oh shit! Yeah, so if you'd fuck with him, he'd definitely fuck with you back. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think, I think I'm, 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 I'm the the tamer of the two. I, in my opinion, so he, he would definitely. Do that. It's like, hey Tyler, why are you talking so slow? Yeah, yeah. He'll put me in. The, I remember when we were kids, we would put each other in a box. We'd get really stoned, and we'd say, "We're putting you in the box," and we would, we would blow this great big bubble, and then spread it over their head, and we'd all then start mimicking with our mouth. Right, we start talking and we start laughing, but we don't. We wouldn't be saying anything. And if you got really, really fucking ripped, you would just lose your mind. It's like, guys, stop it! <laughs> You're not putting me in the bubble. Fuck off. Well, hey, look, let's let's close this thing out. <laughs> oh yeah, because we could go on all night with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we got pretty much got through everything that we wanted to. You know, we want to talk about the. Uh, psilocybin, DMT, and uh, peyote. So we've got that done. Yeah, and if, if anybody was wondering why we're talking about psychedelics on a uh, podcast that we describe as paranormal and unexplained, it's because a lot of the things, if not all of the things that we talked about, um, have been linked to uh, spiritual rituals and you know in anything that anything that makes you see things that may or may not actually be there you know that that I think that kind of fits right in the world that that we're uh, that we're living in yeah no plus for the fact that we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves as just being one thing no and then to think about it too it's, it's when you're talking about it's a new world we're living in it, it's kind of we're on the brink of it you know what I mean like things are dramatically shifting oh yeah definitely yeah uh, so, so as so, we close out uh to give the honor to our guests to plug away absolutely johnny we'll start with well, you i appreciate it you know letting me on you guys uh it was definitely a lot of fun time especially for someone who hasn't really smoked much but to discuss the history and the effects and all that is definitely great mm-hmm. but um so I appreciate it again. Um, I do the show um, Wrestling's National Committee. We, could, we discuss the wrestling news and right now a little bit of football because of uh, Vince McMahon with the XFL and now his competitor, the AAF. You can check us out on Facebook at, uh, at uh, WNC Show or face, uh, Wrestling's National Committee on Facebook. Twitter is the WNC Show. Well, I'm Mixler. Uh, you can listen in on uh, Sundays, 6 p.m., Thursdays at the Wrestling Soup. Uh, um, mixla.com forward slash WNC uh, hyphen show and breaking news on Fight TV, F-I-T-E and you can check us out there uh, Mondays 
at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when it's live and the replay after that uh, at any time. So appreciate it very much. And you guys are uh, uh, on recently for us, so uh, much appreciated that we were able. I was able to reciprocate to come for you guys. Yeah, man, we're happy. We're glad you joined us, man. And we're always happy to, to join in with you in anything that you do, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And remind me, to make sure if you guys can, invite me again, because I still got my paranormal story to talk with you guys. Oh, yeah, we're going to record the Devil's Triangle thing tomorrow, so you're definitely going to be on there. Oh, awesome. Right. Tyler, where can we find you? I do a weekly wrestling podcast called Suplex City Limits with Jim Vicious every Saturday. Just talking about the week in wrestling. And then twice a month, I do the Federation, which is uh, right now we're going through 1989 WCW. And you can just follow me on Twitter at the Federation. And I am very happy to finally not talk about wrestling. <laughs> and uh, it is very refreshing. And, and I very quite enjoyed myself. So thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, thank you. It was cool. really amazing having you here with us. Absolutely. Oh, man. shit, man. You mean I've, I've been on the air the whole time with my competition? <laughs> <laughs> See, I was starting to think of you as a friend. Now i got to kill you. The fuck? Yeah, I'm Canadian, right? I'm Canadian. You come in peace, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh. It gets worse, Johnny. Well, <laughs> in, addition, in addition... Oh, he's to, Canadian, too? I thought that was a rib. <laughs> in addition to... Now the I gotta pay him taxes experience. to have him on the show. <laughs> in addition to the Inhuman Experience, you can find me every Monday on Saturday Morning Cartoons Podcast. That's mornings with a U where they revisit, review, and ridicule some of the world's weirdest animated series. I have a segment on there. Uh, you can find Saturday Morning Cartoons on iOS, Android, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And I'm also the occasional third seat on THT Movie Review on the THT Network. You can find us on Mixler. Uh, yeah, THT podcast on Mixler. THT movie review airs um, Saturday nights, um, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Boxman, Anthony, and occasionally I will break, take a movie, focus on it, break it down, and discuss it. It's a fun time. So, yeah, shout out to those guys. Also, shout out to... Uh, my family at uh, Geek Culture Cast Network uh, with podcasts such as Legends of the Panel Podcast, um, Warp My Tardis Podcast, and Active Geek Podcast. Please. Okay, now it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to have to edit that part out too. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Renegade Swords with a Z. Uh, you can also catch me on the Sky Genie Show, co-hosting with Sky Genie. We talk about wrestling and other weird shit in the wrestling world. Not as in-depth as uh, good friend Suplex City Limits or uh, the Wrestling's National Committee, but, you know, we try to have our good times. I love the and hesitation in saying our name. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to retain all my thoughts. Thank you very much. So I'm thought you barely can remember, but the Canadian gets first dips. <laughs> hey, it's foreign diplomacy, man. Yeah, it gotta be nice to the Canadians, eh? I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I was just saying, making a joke. Like you could sleep with his sister, and he'd probably still apologize. <laughs> Lucky for you, I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway. Still, and, and he's still going to apologize. Sorry, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Not all Canadians apologize. I'm pretty stubborn. No. <laughs> so, so, some Canadians are assholes. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, catch it. Like I said, uh, the Sky Genie Show, go to skygenieshow.com for all the episodes and information and everything. We're also on Podbean, Spreaker, SoundCloud, uh, BitChute, and all those other good places, which you can find at skygenieshow.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at I-E-X-P underscore podcast. That's I-E-X-P underscore podcast. And that's the Inhuman Experience podcast. Or you could just search on Twitter for the Inhuman Experience podcast. Um, and big shout-outs to Get in the Corner. Big shout-outs to Suplex City Limits. Thanks again, Tyler, for coming on. Pleasure's all mine, sir. Shout-out to Johnny Florida and Wrestling's National Committee. I will get that right. Um... Don't worry, we kind of have us, a couple of names now, so... <laughs> letting us come on their show and coming on here with us. And I, right, so. I'm tapped out for shout-outs, man. <laughs> <laughs> and if, uh, if you would like to reach us to tell us your own experiences with the paranormal or with any of the substances that we talked about, you can email us at... Inhumansex at gmail.com. And uh, Inhumans has a Z in it. Inhuman Z E X. Uh, inhuman with a Z. Inhuman and then Z and then E X at gmail.com. Wow. The way I spelled it, it sounds like inhuman sex now. <laughs> which is human not, sex. Not you know, what it drives you. Inhuman sex. That sounds like uh, Steve Bashimi and uh, and uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Hey, did you have, have sexual relations with... You might fall into some money, though. Somebody give me your money for something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any bestiality or anything like that. Hey, there's, there's nothing wrong with taking money. You're not giving them anything. They're just happening to give it to you. They would just give it to some <laughs> other weird guy with an ink that's got a fashion for it. So might as well take it and you use it for as good things, man. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm open to a lot of things, but, you know. Not that. I have a limit. <laughs> Bo- Bobby's not doing the animal shit. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, should uh, we get the hell out of here or what? Sand the cobble like kiss the 76 demanding viral. 
Human history, 50% catastrophe. It's actually the arms race between the facts and anarchy. The secret to success, believing that you succeeded is more than an achievement. It's as important as you breathe, and sometimes it's one and the same. Who's running the game? All we ever say is they, they know it's fun to complain. It's shit to cause people to ride and flip. The way I think, I've been classified as violent and sick. I'm like a time bomb, the CIA designed me to tick. Designed me to head over to Bobby to buy me a brick. These motherships hit our radars, the skies and the blip. The entire sky is eclipsed, just like the size of my dirt. Are these the doomsday chronicles, the Bible quotes? Or is this similar to shock that suicide provokes? We're all slaves at the auction where our lives are sold. Time to free our minds from the shackles and the lies of old. Are these the doomsday chronicles, the Bible quotes? Or is this similar to shock that suicide provokes? We're all slaves at the auction where our lives are sold. Time to free our minds from the shackles and the lies of old. I leave the face of your society with buck 50 scars. Sour diesel splits from weed jars and flip police cars. Poor holes the size of grapefruits through riot gear. Bloody footprints from Jordan 4s on your floor. We pioneers take fools to high tears. Elevate to a high learning. To a talk of bush on the mountain with fires burning. Commandments are called the stove with lightning bolts the throne. And anger meant to spark the dome. Now frightening results unfold. Dragons, eagles, snakes, and aliens. Captured, we keep from caves and barriers. Constellations and areas. Coded through letters, numbers, and symbols to transmit. Pulses and whistles and activate hundreds of missiles. Hundreds of killers with multiple pistols. While these name brands reverse engineer spacecrafts and make trillions. They made the cure for AIDS and cease production. While the poor die and fester in diseased corruption. Are these the doomsday chronicles, the Bible quotes? Or is this similar to shock that suicide provokes? We're all slaves at the auction where our lives are sold. Time to free our minds from the shackles and the lies of old. Are these the doomsday chronicles, the Bible quotes? Or is this similar to shock that suicide provokes? We're all slaves at the auction where our lives are sold. Time to free our minds from the shackles and the lies of old.